I think we live in a culture, in a world that uh, really promotes the summer energy. Um, so, you know, often like lots of spring, lots of ideas, lots of summer, lots of doing. We tend to be less good at uh, closing things well, um, ending them deliberately, taking the time to reflect and to learn on those experiences. Uh, and then I think particularly as a society, we are particularly bad at winter, at taking a break and at the sort of the, the space in between things. Holding on, letting go. Holding on, letting go. Always know exactly when to go. Hi everyone. So today I have the pleasure of interviewing Vix Anderton. She's a good friend of mine who I've met in the last few years in the freelance and multi-passionate circuits. And she's had a really interesting career. She started off in the RAF and then went into corporate facilitation and supporting people to work in high stress environments. And she now lives in Bali. She's an embodiment coach uh, she supports recovering perfectionists and recovering overdoers to live more harmonious and in flow lives. And she has really honed this craft of cyclical living. She's taught me so much about this. And if you haven't come across cyclical living before, as Vic says in this episode, once you understand it, you will see it everywhere. And it is like waking up. It's like suddenly having this new awareness of something that is integral and intuitive to all of us. And Vix is gonna talk us through how this relates to quitting, how there is a natural end to things, and that often we avoid it. So as you listen to this episode, notice what feels resonant for you and your relationship with things coming to an end. Maybe there's somewhere in your life that you're resisting closing, or maybe you're trying to skip over that part. Vix has got a really cool program starting on the 21st of March, and I'll put everything about that in the show notes, but it's a decelerator. So it's an accelerator for people who wanna slow down, and it's all gonna be about cyclical living and some amazing guest speakers on it, including Jamie Cato, who was like a real influence in my personal development at the start. It looks fantastic. So really urging you to check that out and to follow Vix on Instagram. She's always sharing such powerful and wise content. And finally, if you're enjoying this podcast and want to support it, you can buy us a coffee on ko slash fi.com forward slash Sarah Wyler. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Holding on, beliefs, letting go, always know exactly when to fall. Beliefs, letting go, always know exactly when to fall. Well, welcome, Vix. So nice to have you on the pod. I'm going to start by just asking you, when you hear the word quitting, what does it mean to you? Oh, it's a really great place to start. I guess there are, there are two things that like immediately come to mind. Um, one is quite a negative connotation, actually. And that's the sort of like, I'm, I'm giving up. 
I'm weak, I can't do it, I want to quit uh, kind of aspect of it. And then and then the other side of it is is much more empowering and it's recognizing recognizing the time when things are done mm. um, and having the the courage and the trust and the belief to be able to walk away to some and open up the space for something new. But yeah, as you as you asked that question, I noticed both of those things uh, being alive in me sort of simultaneously. And I'd love to hear a bit about your quitting journey. So I guess the first time I was really faced with the choice to quit something was when I was on officer training, when I was at the very start of my Air Force career. And uh, I was quite badly injured. And uh, they were about to about to kind of like back course me through through injury. Uh, again, this was like the second second time I've been back coursed, and uh, and they were like, "So great, you know, we'll we'll start you on rehab on Monday." And I was like, "No, I need to go home. I don't I don't think I want to do this anymore." Um, and and I decided to stay ultimately, but like it was the first time in my life I had I was doing something, and suddenly thought, "I I don't know actually if this is if this is right for me." Um, so I stayed, which was definitely the right decision. Um, although I then ended up quitting. <laughs> 10 years later um but again like you know talk about kind of walking away at the right time to create space for something new like leaving the air force for me when i was uh 30 31 was was definitely that definitely wasn't an overnight thing whilst i left with very little idea about what i was going to do next the decision to actually quit and move on took like two or three years, I think, to come to. So off the back of the Air Force, I uh, finally found myself in the international development sector um, in, in a great job, actually, senior leader, leadership position in a small consultancy where I ended up burning myself out. Um, so, yeah, all of, the, all of that perfectionism and, you know, we were talking about the comparison monster earlier, like all of that kind of like coming up for me. And I pushed myself way beyond my, um, my ability to cope. Uh, and again, was kind of like really faced with this decision of like, is this how I want my life to be? Because uh, I definitely, I had a pretty successful career in the Air Force and I, I didn't leave to be sick and suicidal and, and miserable. So it again, decided to, to quit full-time employment and that was coming up to four years ago now. So I've been doing my own thing since. That's meant saying yes to lots of things. It's meant saying no to some things and, and walking away. So I, I walked away from a a startup incubator program about halfway through because I noticed I see this a lot in people but you know you burn out once and then don't actually really learn the lessons until you start doing it again and I was on this incubator program and starting to feel all those same feelings coming back up it must have been like a year later um and I was like this is not this is not good for me I, I, I I'm not going through this again and so decided to decided to walk away yeah so professionally those are those are sort of the big the big elements of quitting uh, in my life. And I'd love to. You said you know you'd be happy to go over it a bit. Do you want to share a bit about the decision to leave the air force? Mm, yeah. So it was a so kind of a strange one in some respects. I had I'd just done a master's degree, so the air force paid for me to go away full time to do my master's degree. It was a big deal. They only gave one of these scholarships a year, and I was the most junior officer to ever been awarded one. So I, my expectations for my career kind of went sky high. I thought that, you know, this would mean that I would get like some really cool jobs afterwards. And so I was really disappointed when essentially the Air Force turned around and said, oh, well, you don't really fit in the box anymore. We don't really know what to do with you. And it became clear over the next couple of years that my career perhaps wasn't going to develop in the way that I wanted it to. 
I also went from living this amazing life sponsored by the Air Force in central London, being a full-time student, uh, to being posted back to, quite frankly, the arse end of nowhere in rural Lincolnshire. Like, you know, I couldn't even find a bloody yoga class. Um, and now I'm a yoga teacher, you know, like, because actually it sounds a, a sort of a trite thing to say, but I, I suddenly had this, again, this like, look at my life as, is this really how I want to be living my life? You know, I was single again. I just broken up with a pilot. Uh, you know, that, that, all of it, you know, sort of coming together in my late 20s. Uh, and, I, and I know that's not an unusual time of life to be, I think, reconsidering our, our options. I talked to lots of people, um, and, you know, whether you think it's, like the Saturn return, if you're into astrology or, you know, just I think what we know at 28, 29 compared to what we know at 21, 22, it's, it's very different, right? But all of that was sort of coming together at the same time to make me question, is this really what I want to be doing uh, for the next 10 years of my life? And, and so the way I went about that was like plan A was I was going to stay, I was going to get promoted, um, I was going to get a cushy job in London and like very clear about what I wanted from the Air Force. But what I started to do was think like what might plan B be, like what might my other options be if I decide this isn't going to work for me. Uh, and as I started digging into that and I started talking to people um, over the course of about a year, kind of option B suddenly became option A. And it was like, well, unless they offer me promotion and, and the Christie job, then I am going to leave, um, which is ultimately what happened. You know, I, I didn't get promoted. Uh, I was working. I got short notice deployed out to uh, out to the Middle East for six months. I was working for somebody who uh, was not particularly nice to me. Uh, and again, all of that came together in quite sort of short space of time. And it was like right now. Uh, the, the, the only way I can describe it is like that inner voice that had been whispering to me quietly for a couple of years that maybe there was something else was suddenly speaking to me very loudly like go go now and we'll figure it out afterwards wow. Quit. and a lot of the time when we talk about quitting we we think about the decision to quit and why we've quit and what's come before but there's not a lot about what mm. comes after and like the mm-hmm. aftercare. So when you'd made that decision and it sounds like it was really clear, like what was your experience after that once mm. you had quit? So I was in a really fortunate position that I basically had six months paid leave um, just because I'd been on been on an operational tour and you get resettlement leave from the Air Force and things. So I had I had time and space. Um, and I, I think mm. I think this is a big part of it. And you know, perhaps we'll we'll talk about. Uh, the sort of the cycle uh, of any project mm. and so I think you know quitting comes in the in the autumn phase you know that decision to to leave and then we do need a winter we need space afterwards to to integrate the experience that we've just had and to start to sow some seeds for for what comes next so for me uh, that looked like handing back on my uniform from the air force packed a rucksack disappeared to southeast asia for a couple of months as, as you <laughs> of course like what else do you do um and then I guess really for for a year actually was embarking on on this process of of experimenting you know I had left with some sense of what I wanted to do but but not a clear plan you know I had a, a an internship at the BBC at their high risk team for a while so um supporting journalists deploying to to high risk areas they hoped that would turn into a job it didn't so sort of back to the drawing board, ended up with an offer for an internship at Goldman Sachs, which I turned down in favour of going to volunteer for six months in Bangladesh. But yeah, a, lot, a whole period of just kind of like experimenting, not really sure what was, what was going to happen and saying yes to, yes to things, yeah. really. 
and I do think it takes time I think like you say like we focus a lot on how we feel about about leaving and and often often I think fear that empty space that comes after stopping something Mm. before the next thing before the next thing starts Um, and often I think we end up not quitting when we should do because we don't know what the next thing is can you say more about the empty space um I mean I think nature abhors a vacuum so we need to we need to create some space whether it's mentally or you know like literally in in our in our lives uh firstly to allow things to integrate you know to to process Mm -hmm. the the learning to rest you know to uh to be no for me I just come back from a, a six month uh tour in the Middle East I was exhausted you know I needed time to to recuperate from that um I needed time to to grieve you know even though it was a a proactive choice of mine to leave you know the Air Force had been my father was in the Air Force as well so the Air Force had been my life for 30 years by this point um leaving meant uh, a huge shift in my identity you know I went from being flight lieutenant Anderton back to Vicks mm-hmm. I went from uh, wearing uniform every day to being able to choose what I wore it was a real it's a little bit like leaving school <laughs> kind of like you know and there's a there's a grieving process that needs to happen um and you know my own experience of life is the the busier I am the the tighter my body gets and the, the harder I find it to actually feel my my emotions mm. and so I, I do think we need this like empty space um uh, did you know you needed that was that intuitive no, it, was it sounds in- very the way you talk about it sounds very like very thoughtful <laughs> I wonder, yeah was that just yeah, to, yeah. How, how was that experience of your your winter I suppose you call it yeah anyway? not designed at all like so I, I'm applying the the theory and the principles that I know now back in in hindsight on my experience then um so no it was completely accidental like I said I was just really lucky that I had a a lot of paid leave that meant that empty space Mm. was um was really feasible I was able to move home with my parents for a while so um I didn't have the financial pressure of having to move into something straight Mm. away what do you imagine would have happened if you hadn't had that space um I guess I would have ended up um having to say yes to opportunities that came up earlier that weren't necessarily the right thing for me mm. so the space gave me um and the, you know I saved you know significant money to be able to support myself um through this as well so again having that kind of space to to explore um so I, I imagine I'd have ended up saying yes to things that probably weren't quite the right fit staying with them for a little bit longer and then mm. having to move on again anyway yeah like I don't think we can avoid that avoid that process yes well I think um, that's really interesting isn't it we have it has to happen so we either choose it or it chooses us in the yeah. form of like enforced burnout or, or yeah and, and yeah. you said earlier about the um autumn and winter I mean for people who aren't familiar with those terms and the, you talked about mm-hmm. the cycle could you share a bit about the cycle and how we use the seasons I'd love to hear yeah sure so essentially every everything we do everything about us is based on a cycle um so the the obvious ones in our in our biology you know our circadian rhythm um as women our menstrual cycle there's the seasons the moon um but you can also think about it in terms of uh, a project life cycle or um or even the um even the cycle of a conversation Mm. So every everything we do has a sort of essentially these four phases 
So there's a there's a spring, there's a, a starting, a, a, a turning on. So spring is a, a transition, we ease into it. So, you know, you and I had, you know, five, 10 minutes before we before we hit record of kind of like warming up, you know, feeling into the conversation. Um, had we gone straight from nothing into, into summer, into that period of being on in, into the doing that the full body of something, it, it might have felt uh, jarring. Um, so yeah, we have this period of turning on, we have this period of, of being on, uh, that the summer, the height of things, um, often where we have like the most energy, kind of, uh, productive flow like all of, all of that kind of stuff in the summer um which doesn't like it can't last forever like we, we can't sustain that um so then we move into into autumn that the, the transition again uh the turning off phase the the, the ending the completing um so in a conversation again you wouldn't just bang you know bang straight out of a conversation without some kind of wrap up and saying goodbye and thank you and, and things. Uh, and then we have the, we have the winter, which is the period of off, of uh, not doing, um, of you know, being, if we've been in a conversation of, of being back on our own. Um, and, and so we can see these, this model, these principles in, in absolutely everything. Um, and, and they're fractal, you know, so you have cycles within cycles, but I, I think we live in a culture, in a world that, uh really promotes the summer energy um says you know often like lots of spring lots of ideas lots of summer lots of doing we tend to be less good at uh closing things well um ending them deliberately taking the time to reflect and to learn on those experiences uh and then i think particularly as a society we are particularly bad at winter at taking a break and at the sort of the, the space in between things um you know and, and there's there's lots of reasons for that you know i think with social media i think we're all less comfortable with being bored and not having something to do um we're we're not encouraged we're not really taught to, to rest you know all the sort of the productivity advice and things out there focuses on doing more and doing it better and more efficiently um, but nobody you know there aren't that many people that talk about the power of, of rest for example in, in productivity or you all rest becomes another thing to be productive with you like yeah. have to do rest through the lens of summer like, yes I'm absolutely nailing my rest right now <laughs> I have done yoga I have done had a bath and I've been for a lovely walk yes 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 rather than like I mean I feel it's interesting thanks for explaining that by the way um yeah I feel it's really interesting at the moment that we are in seasonal winter but also lockdown and a pandemic and mm -hmm. there's like for the first time ever I feel like I'm actually having winter mm. in terms of the way you know not having got a full diary you know it's a bit of a joke at the moment that <laughs> no one's got any plans you know kind of like mm. are you free yep every day <laughs> but there's I, it makes me realize how often I am completely fill up in January rushing around meeting mm. social things and it's it's yeah. hard right because in in, in mm. winter we're not busy you know I was saying earlier you know when I'm busy my body gets tight and yeah and um like physically uh um our bodies tense to avoid pain so when our muscles are tense we feel pain less um actually often means particularly if we're, we uh we fall we're more likely to be injured but we feel it less That's um and the same goes for emotions so when we're tense and we're busy we stop feeling which means when we when we rest and we stop the feelings are there uh, and often there's like lots of them that we don't particularly like and that we're suddenly forced 
to to see you know that we, we feel them um and that's that's really uncomfortable for for a lot of people and again you know we live in a world that that kind of subtly teaches us to um to numb out from our feelings with tv or food or sugar or alcohol or sex you know all of these things that we that we do to to avoid uh feeling you know grief and disappointment and and sorrow and and all all of the the wonderful mix of stuff that's uh that's there yeah it's so fascinating I, and because you're you're an embodiment coach right that's mm. so there's a lot of this come from that work or was it kind of the understanding of this that led you to being an embodiment coach like how has this come for you yeah a, a bit of both so I'm um, off the back of this experience with an incubator I was uh researching a lot around burnout and mm. um energy management so like how do we manage our energy rather than our time um and I read a great book by Daniel Pink called when and he really talks oh. about you know um uh again like cycles of sort of the circadian rhythm and um uh you know this idea that there's a right time to do everything I found that fascinating. Uh, I read another book by um, uh, Alex, uh, I can't remember his name now, um, Sojung Kim, I think, uh, called Rest. Um, you know, so I was just starting to read a lot. I um, I came off the pill for the first time. Uh, I had endometriosis as a, an 18 year old, so I'd been on the pill for, oh God, um, 16, 17 years by this point. And was recently single and decided to come off the pill and suddenly discovered that I had a menstrual cycle and uh you know noticing how my mood and my energy changed over the course of the month so just sort of became fascinated by it all and then I, I did a, a nine-month training on embodied facilitation last year and and the seasons the cycles model was a, a really big part of that um and it took my understanding to a, to a whole new level so going beyond just the kind of the the obvious cycles like the menstrual cycle and really seeing this pattern in in absolutely everything yeah. that we do uh, you said with conversation I, I never thought yeah. of that before that you conversations have go through the seasons mm. really and we notice when it's wrong right we notice if uh if somebody uh stays to or skips spring in a conversation and moves too quick you know moves to the small talk through the introductions and goes straight into straight into a conversation Right. And, and we notice when people loiter too long in autumn, you know, there's always, I, you'll find this at the end of workshops, you know, there's always that person that wants to hang on and just, mm. just one more question and wants to hang out for like, you know, they don't want to go home yet. And yeah, that we have a sense of like what the sort of the right rhythm yeah. uh, should be in, in, in a context. So all people that sh- skip to winter, like if you're having a WhatsApp chat with someone and they just disappear, <laughs> yeah. like, hey, <laughs> oh, are we done? We're do- I guess we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly you know so they've missed off that kind of that closing yeah um um so yeah I, I found it fascinating wow. like as soon as I started to see uh, be able to apply that lens to the world like I could automatically see like why things weren't feeling quite right because I'm trying to do like I'm either trying to rush through it or I'm, I'm holding on to too long into a, a particular a particular part of the cycle um or I'm trying to do the wrong thing at the wrong time tell me more about that um so like for me with, with my menstrual cycle for example um I have learned that I should not try and do uh marketing um when I'm PMSing no like, 
I hate the world. I hate myself. Like my, and so this is really interesting that our, our inner critics tend to be much more vocal in yeah. autumn. Uh, so the autumn of our menstrual cycles, but also I find like, I hate November. My inner critic like beats the sh shit out of me when I, in November, like at the end of the year, I'm like, why I've not achieved anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so rubbish. Um, and for me, like, there's no point me trying to engage with the world from that from that space mm. from that kind of energy and, and mindset like I'm much better off now saying okay like my, my marketing is much better done in spring and yeah. in summer like you know I mean it's like day eight of my cycle today and this is like the perfect time for us to have yeah. this conversation I'm like full of um, more energy I've got ideas like it feels it feels That's really so fun nice. you know yeah, this conversation on like day 27 28 would not be very much fun Do you know what? I was writing my rewriting my website, um, my about me section, and I was doing it in my autumn, my menstrual <laughs> autumn. And I sent it to a friend. She's like, mate, it's great, but like, I'm a bit worried about you. Like, you've used some words that are quite triggering, like self-loathing and disaster. And I'd like been talking about my career. And I thought I'd been really like upfront. And and then she was like, it's very honest, but I don't think you're doing, you're like bearing all, but there's none of like the actual celebration and the stuff that mm -hmm. you've achieved. And then I came back to it in my spring, like last week. And I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start again with like some like positive. It's so interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. but you're being true in those moments. Like, mm -hmm. I think, and, and yeah, I suppose like what a good task to do in autumn. Um, Not uh, <laughs> yeah, anything that is, uh, anything that is about slowing down. So it's a, autumn is a transition. Yeah. Um, so if you've got these two poles of winter and summer, the two poles of, of, uh, on and off, mm. um, if you think about it in terms of like driving a car, if you were like, uh, foot fall down on the accelerator or foot fall down on the brake, you know, you have this really kind of like stop start drive. It's not very smooth good drivers can transition smoothly and that's what spring and autumn about so oh, autumn autumn is about like slowly taking your foot off the gas slowly starting to apply the brake uh all very gently so it's all around kind of closing up so like one thing i like to do at the end of the day for example um is a done list mm. so um i'm I do this and I see this with, with lots of people. We, we tend to be over ambitious about what we can achieve in the day. And so at the end of the day, um, we can really focus on all the things that we haven't done yet. Yeah. And like all of the like, shit, I've still got that to do. Whereas I really like to write a done list and I write down everything that I've done that day. Even if it's like, I hang out the laundry, yeah. I, I did the washing up. And suddenly I actually, I noticed like how much I have done. And like, I feel like, oh, like this is, this is not such a bad day practice. after all really lovely practice yeah. so yeah anything like that that's about closing down completing um starting to reflect uh, all of those are, are good anything that helps you slow well, I was talking to a client last week um about he, he works quite late and uh, was struggling to sleep so we're like how can he build more autumn into the end of his day so he transitions uh, and he's gonna spend half an hour strumming on his guitar it's like you know a really nice way for him to kind of come out of his head and out of the work mode and back into his body and start to relax that's interesting so autumn can be like your end of day routines and then do you think spring's the kind of morning routine that gets mm -hmm. you out of your winter and yeah summer's yeah. doing but then I guess throughout the day you might have like as you're doing a task you like get yourself into it do it and then close it 
Yep. So there can be lots of mini cycles even it, within a whole day. Absolutely. And then, you know, you've got the, the days within the month and the months within the seasons. Um, you know, so, so the idea of it, it all being fractal. But there's particularly the, the transition into the day changed my life last year. So my morning routine used to look like wake up about 6, 6.30, put my trainers on and immediately go out for a run, come back, uh, meditate, journal, breakfast. Um, and... You're like my hero. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's what I always think I'll do and then I never do that. <laughs> I totally blame it on the Air Force. Um, but I realised that I was kind of like hitting my day. You know, there was no transition. I was going mm. from winter immediately into like quite vigorous activity. And I, it made quite a subtle shift. All I did was switch that over. So I now get up, I do some gentle yoga, I meditate and journal, and then I go for a yeah. run. And it, it sounds so small, but it's actually made a huge difference. I feel like I have much more energy. I feel more relaxed. Um, my, my energy is more sustained over the course of the day because I'm, I'm taking time to warm up into it um, mm. and, and transition a little more, a little more slowly. Um, and then actually I, I then move faster in, in the, the meat of the day. Yeah, I love it. I, th- I think this is like a transformational conversation, like in terms of the the kind of going in and going out the car analogy is really nice and yeah I suppose were there any other places that you noticed cycles that you were like oh my god yeah that has a cycle too um I mean definitely one of the the ways it really dropped for me was relationships we've talked about Mm. conversations I was on a um a kind of a mastermind program for the first six months of last year and we were we were coming to an end and we were having like a closing celebration session and I noticed like how much resistance I had to this. I was like, can we just like, we're done. Like we're done, let's, let's go home. I'm, I'm, I'm over this. Um, and, and I realized, I went for a walk, how, how difficult I was finding it to say goodbye. So I grew up in a military family. We were moving all of the time. You know, I think I had done five schools by the time I was eight. So um, I basically learned that saying goodbye to people was really painful. And the easiest way to avoid the pain was just to not bother. So I was essentially skipping autumn. Mm. Um, And so, you know, one of my practices for last year has been actually honouring the autumn of um, of relationships of, uh, you know, uh, know, I was on this nine month programme. And so really actually allowing myself to have the time and the ritual to to close to close something well, rather than just like, you know, okay, summer's over. I'm I'm out of here skip autumn skip winter immediately onto the next thing yeah. um and again like that's been quite a game changer for me and, to actually allow myself mm-hmm. to feel the the grief of like okay this is the grief and the joy like this is ending like, this has been beautiful this is what I've got from it I, I can grieve I can let go of it uh and then you know back to where we started there's then a there's a space in my life there's in a space mm-hmm. in me emotionally uh to allow the next thing to come in yeah that's so important I I really that's been transformational for me actually when thinking about quitting that it's also it's what you're leaving behind but it's also what you're creating space for and when you shift it to that it can feel really exciting Mm. but when you focus on the the end and the what you're losing actually for me it's played out slightly different in that I've been less focusing on what I'm losing and and more either I've not quit because I don't know what I'm going on to next okay you know and I've definitely seen that in um in a couple of like previous romantic relationships you know the the classic kind of like 
monkey wanting to hold two branches. Um, so, you know, not, not cheating on somebody, but like not feeling like I want to let go of a relationship until like I've got another prospect on the horizon. That might be familiar to people. Um, or that's summer to spring without any autumn winter isn't it yeah exactly constant sunshine yeah well and you know and I've done this a lot with courses and trainings you know I've barely finished something and I'm already looking at like what is the next thing that I want to do you know Mm -hmm. I've done it with products in my business where I've you know had the great idea I've kind of built it um it it then takes time you know for things to get traction but I'm like yeah bored of that I want to do I want to do the next thing again I don't have to deal with the I don't want to have to deal with the reflection process like did that actually work or did I fail or you know all of those all of those difficult questions come up in in autumn and winter of like did I really do the best that I could have done Mm. in in that so yeah for me the the challenge has been has been slowing down and actually allowing myself to look back Mm. Uh, and, and I've noticed like, as I've done that and I've actually been able to start to start to get some of the lessons so if you think about uh, autumn and winter uh, from sort of the season's perspective autumn like the leaves drop and then in the winter they start to compost mm-hmm. you know, they, they start to um, uh, decay into the into the ground and therefore provide nourishment yeah. for the things to come back in the spring and I had been missing that so I was jumping from thing to thing to thing without actually pausing and reflecting and, and composting those lessons wow. to to grow as a human being and to allow what I've learned before to to guide me as to, to where I go next. Um, which is how I think, yeah. you know, lots of us end up on these cycles where, you know, we're like, how do I keep making the same mistake? I'm like, how do you I haven't keep... done the learning? Yeah. That's you know, so I work with a lot of clients around uh, career transition. Yeah, you know, and I see people bouncing from job to job to job, and they're like, "I'm still not happy." Oh, yeah, because there's no there's no space in between mm. to think like, actually, what is it that I'm unhappy about? What is it that I want to do differently next time around? It's like, oh, this just doesn't feel very good, so I'll just I'll replace it and I'll move on to the next thing. I'll get the next the next yeah. iPhone model. And so, so if someone, so for example, if you're quitting something and you have got something lined up mm-hmm. and that sometimes might happen, right? You might not have yep. the space. How can you still create the space, even if you are into your new spring? Like, can you almost have like the winter of one simultaneously with the spring? Or do you think it's always important to like have an, a literal break? Um, I don't know, like are there ways yeah. of accessing that anyway? Yeah, so I, I think, um, so this is where I think our perfectionist tendencies to c- tend to come in. Um, I was actually talking to a client about this this week where she was like, I've got to exercise for an hour. Otherwise, there's there's no point. I'm like, really? Like, how often do you an hour? She's like, never. I'm like, great. Maybe we could start with something smaller. <laughs> so I think we have this idea of like, well, a break means, you know, I have to have two weeks or three months or a year. Backpack for the year. Yeah. And it it, yeah. it does. I mean, if, if you've got the the time and space to do that occasionally wonderful uh, but it could be as it could be simple as as the weekend and you know you finish one job on a Friday and you start the next one on the Monday it's being intentional about that moment that you do have um, and marking it in some you know creating like a little ritual um, for, for yourself um, that could be done in an afternoon it could be done in an hour it doesn't necessarily need to take a lot of time what could a ritual look like for that for people who aren't used to doing rituals um so uh 
one thing uh one thing I like to do is kind of like a letting go practice mm. um so thinking of you know perhaps taking a moment to reflect on like what is it that I want to let go of leaving that like, what are the uh yeah the disappointments or the stresses or the, you know, what are the things I want to leave behind um and then uh, I quite literally so if you take your arms out to the side tense your arms up really feel like all of the things that you're carrying all the things you want to let go of and then with a breath out like just drop your arms let it all go and do that like two or three times so physically letting it all yeah. go um i will then often put on taylor swift and <laughs> shake I, it off shake it off yeah <laughs> and like let that all go yeah, um, that. that can be that can be a nice way um another thing is to collect some items that uh represent what you've just been through so it could be photographs um it could be physical items so so for me when i left the air force whilst i didn't set this up as a ritual the the practice or the the event of having to take all of my uniform back to clothing stores was actually like a real marker it's like hey i'm, I'm giving you back this part mm, of my identity yeah um, and something as you know so bringing taking symbolic out a few items, yeah taking out mm. a few items that that reflect that time for you spending a bit of time with them you know okay what what does this represent to me and then deliberately putting them away yeah um you know so again that sort of uh physically clearing some space um for what for what might come next um other things would be uh, uh journaling practice you know some reflective writing on uh what you're taking away from the experience mm. what you're letting go of um and then burning that uh burying it you know what i quite like to do is, is burn it and then like um scatter the paper on a plant because yeah. then Lovely. you're sort of like growing oh. growing the next thing um and then yeah perhaps you know starting because again like all of these all of these periods are they're not like a fixed period of time you, you move through them so a winter is about the surrendering and the letting mm. go coming to a place of stillness where you can kind of connect back into yourself uh, and then starting to plant the seeds for what what might come next. Mm. So as I've let something go, it might be an intention. Like how is it I want to show up in this in this yeah. next thing? Like what is it I want to uh, I want to bring into my life next? How do I want to feel in this next cycle? I feel that's um, thank you. That's really helpful. And I think what I've observed is that people do go to winter, but then they're very impatient about getting into spring. Mm-hmm. so it's like like how do you know when you're ready to be out of winter like is and and also is this some is there a such a thing as too much winter like can you stay in winter mm. too long mm-hmm. and like, so how it's always the opposite of knowing when to quit it's like knowing when to re-engage like how yeah. do you feel that in your body or how yeah. can one feel it uh so that would be different for for everybody and mm. i really encourage people to uh to start to experiment and, and notice uh, you can definitely sp- be in winter for too long. Like you can mm. uh, move too quickly and hold on too tightly to any for any phase. Um, and so people who hold on to winter too much tend to be the people who, yeah, find it really hard to get started on a on a new project. Um, I see less of those people, if I'm honest. Like most of the people that I see in my work, at least, are overachievers and and perfectionists. So that tends not to be the problem that I. So is that I, summer? Is that too yeah. much summer? Yeah. 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 Um, for me, um, so I actually just experienced this over Christmas. I took a month off, and I don't think I've ever taken that mm. much time away from 
work kind of uh, voluntarily like that. Um, and I did it with a transition, you know, like the first week and the last week, I was definitely slowing down and, and starting up again. Um, but it was, I, I started to get bored. Hmm. Like the first week, I was absolutely happy to sit around on the sofa doing fuck all. Um, I didn't really want to do yoga. I didn't really want to run that much. Like all I wanted to do was sit on the sofa and watch rubbish Christmas TV. And then in the second week, I, it felt really good to start doing my morning routine again, even if I then didn't do much for the rest of the day. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's that kind of, I start to get a bit antsy and bored. And it's like, I, I, should, I would quite like to do something right now. So um, it's definitely it's definitely a practice um, of awareness. I like really starting to know yourself um, and... Uh, and and feeling into like how that like what what feels good for you in, in that moment and and genuinely good and we can I think distinguish between the kind of um the part of us that says a Netflix binge and a tub of Ben and Jerry's feels good and then it doesn't feel afterwards and the part of us that says I should go for a run because it might be a little more challenging but I'll feel better yeah that's the part that we want to listen to the kind of that healthy um that healthy part in us um but it's practice um and I definitely felt like with this winter that I just had uh I the more I slowed down the more I was able to slow down like there were layers to it as like the tension started to release I was able to relax and relax and relax um so uh yeah definitely benefited from from really taking the time yeah, and there's um, a feeling, isn't there, when you quit something that actually was good to you that isn't satisfying? Yeah. Whereas when you quit something that is in service and in alignment, it feels like a relief. Or maybe they both feel like a relief, but one is like, oh, thank God I don't have to do that, but it's quite short-lived. Yeah. And the other one is like, no, this is truly aligned. Like, yeah, it's yeah. A, tr- a real, like, deep service to yourself. Yeah. yeah. There's an icky feeling after the first one, you know, mm. like uh, binging on, like, a whole tub of, of Ben and Jerry's like kind of almost immediately after doing it you're like oh this is, this is not a good idea like I don't I don't actually feel better all I'm doing is avoiding all I'm doing is avoiding the emotions that I'm having around it whereas I think the the more positive uh view of quitting that I have is you know I, I felt everything that there is to feel you know I, I've really listened to myself and, I, and I'm making a I'm making a decision from uh, from capital S self, mm. you know, like I'm not, I'm not triggered. I'm not playing out an old childhood pattern. Like I'm a, I'm a fully capable adult saying it's, I've reached the end of this cycle and it's yeah. time for me to move on and and do something else as opposed to being, yeah. In this sort of like quite childish part. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, playing out. Yeah. So it's actually like it, you, you are complete. There's a sense of completion and yeah. I love this. Lisa Nichols talks about instead of um, when you say I finished a relationship or like I ended a relationship, you say I completed a relationship mm. and just that shift of language of like, actually that ran its course. And it's, mm-hmm. it was, you wouldn't say like, I quit a travel. You, you wouldn't say I quit traveling, would you? You'd say, oh, I got to the end of my travels, finished yeah. my travels. It wouldn't feel like giving up. Yeah. And um, cause it's just like, you go for as long as you need. And I feel like with relationships, with projects, it's much harder to feel like, things are complete but that's because we are living in the society that says just we talked about this before didn't we just one more post just one more try yeah we want to perpetuate summer 
and yeah it can be toxic yeah mm. maybe that's the difference maybe it's difference between giving up and completing yeah yeah you know so giving up for me would it would imply like quitting I mean I mean just everything stops in summer like I'm, I'm halfway through something and I just I don't finish the cycle I just stop yeah whereas and- completing and really allowing it to and recognizing that everything everything has that life cycle like nothing is meant to to continue forever yeah and this is something i talk about with the carousel model is like sometimes when you're in summer and you want to quit actually you might just need to give yourself a little autumn and winter mm-hmm. and then let allow it to come back round again mm-hmm. like rather than leave it completely maybe mm-hmm. it is telling you it's not the moment to work on it mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be the end so yeah. you can kind of um create or um cultivate as what's the word like um fabricate a, a, an autumn winter that you can yeah, like, yeah okay i'm just gonna end this little bit of it yeah um and what it looks like right now and then i might come back so yeah, it doesn't have absolutely. to be so drastic it's like right this is done um yeah, yeah. Well, and we see this, you know, if I talk about like the basic activity rest cycle, so we're all operating these like little 90 minute micro cycles throughout the day and the night. Um, you know, so if I'm working on something for, for a morning for, for the whole day, I'm not going to try and sit in summer and stare at this, the laptop screen for the whole day. I'm going to break it up into like smaller little cycles. Um, and so at the end of 90 minutes, I might get up and you know make a cup of tea, move around a little bit. doesn't mean that I'm not going to go back into the same task. It's just that that little cycle is... Um, yeah is complete and I think that the carousel model like really really reflects that and like you say we some of these cycles are natural you know so mm. there's part of our biology but we also have like a huge power to to create them yeah um and I think like anything in life the more that we can do that with uh with intention and with attention like actually doing it deliberately the more fulfilling it it feels like it actually works in service of us yeah. we feel like we have more uh more agency more power in our lives um rather than kind of just being reactive to like whatever seems to be happening and um mm. uh, you know other people's timetables yeah actually yeah starting to create it intentionally quit hmm Wow, this has been an amazing conversation. <laughs> I've, I've, learned, I've learned so much. I mean, I've always, I really love the season seasonality. I've been look, looking at it with like menstrual cycle for mm-hmm. a while now, but just to see it show up in all of these areas. And I'm going to really think about that. Of like, I, Do you know what something I thought about was like eating? I mm-hmm. tend to like, I'll finish my dinner and then I will go straight into the next spring. And I won't like, I won't even like wash up or like allow it to digest before mm-hmm. jumping into my next thing because I'm almost as I'm just eating I'm on to like thinking yeah. about what's happening next and like yeah I, I think probably that's how I do a lot of things <laughs> it's like yeah already on yeah. the next thing before I've even finished yeah oh these these patterns are definitely um holographic so you know the way that we do mm. one thing is the way that we do everything and, and it's actually it's a really uh a really helpful way of starting to notice your relationship with the cycles is yeah notice how you sit down to to eat you know do you do you take a moment to appreciate your food? Um, you know, so do you have a little bit of a spring or do you like just dive straight in mm-hmm. full speed ahead uh, and let you say onto the next thing straight away? Or, um, you know, do you have a little bit of time to, to transition afterwards to like allow yourself to feel full, mm-hmm. um, perhaps pause for a minute before, before moving off? There's definitely a, a sense of 
how we do things as much as being as important as as what we do yeah so like I have a practice of, of yin yoga which is is helping me rest more but if I go into that with like full-on summer energy of like well I have to do this I have to do these poses I'm not actually getting the benefit from the practice because I'm not actually embodying the qualities that I want to I want to build in that in that time mm. um so you know I think we, we do have to be really careful with you know we were sort of talking about filling filling the rest time like doing rest well um you know so it's not necessarily about external stillness but how do we how do we bring that that quality of uh of inwardness mm. into into whatever we're we're doing during that during that winter phase and then having a contrast can be really helpful for this if you look at the yin yang symbol um as being like the sort of the two poles mm. there's like a little bit of yang in the yin and a little bit of yin in the yang and we see yes. this in the seasons right in the depths of winter we have christmas we've created you know it comes from like the pagan festivals we've created like a festival of light mm. in the midst of the darkness and in the summer at least in the northern hemisphere you know it's the hottest part of the year uh you see this like see countries that have siestas the hottest part of the day the height of the day people rest mm. um because oh we God. do actually that the contrast is 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 really important here so you know one of the things i do i was doing over the winter when i really wanted to be able to deeply relax was to go for a run first like do something active do something that kind of like burnt off the, the physical energy and that allowed me to then like f- mm. fully relax my body into into some quality rest um afterwards so I think yeah the the how for all of this is just as important as the what Mm, yeah and I love that about the quality of winter rather than winter being about doing nothing yeah absolutely um and also you know that this point that we were talking about of like you know how how do you create that space at the end of something for for winter and I was talking about perfectionism um like we don't have to do this 100% like we don't live in a world that honors these honors these cycles yeah, yeah. um so you know I often ask like how could I do this 5% more mm. uh, you know it doesn't need to be like the full the full whack um yeah I'm especially, like, I you know, want to nail this cycle I want to get my perfect winter my perfect summer and that's the irony isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah like I'm not suggesting for, for a second that everybody takes like December January February off like that's that's, oh, that's not real that's not realistic I don't I don't think mm. um but over this season, you know, is there some way that you could bring like 5% more of that, that quality into, into what you're doing at, at this time of year? Yeah, um, honour it. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely do this with my menstrual cycle. You know, it's, it's as much as I would like to be able to rest completely over my period. You know, that's not always possible with, with work and, and, and client demands and things. Um, but I also ask myself, like, even if I am having to work, well, how can I bring more of this quality of my inner winter? Like, yeah. how do I, how do I make sure I'm taking more time away from the facilitation to to have that period of rest if I can't go into it fully? Um, yeah. So not letting uh, not letting the perfect be the enemy of the good is a, Love a really it. important thing with cycles. Yeah, and I think that's what happens with this, like, doing rest well, is that people then like, oh, I have to have the perfect morning routine. And then you're waking up anxious and stressed about I haven't done my journaling and I haven't done my walking. And oh, yeah. it's like, well, that's not a good start to the day. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm a massive fan of like realistic minimums. Yeah. I would much rather somebody set up a morning routine that said, I'm going to meditate for a minute. I'm going to yeah. walk around the block for five minutes. And, you know, if you do that and then you feel like running for 40 minutes, 
great. Absolutely. Entry point low. Yeah, yeah. Minimise all of the resistance. And then if you want to do more, then you just get extra smug points. Yeah. <laughs> point of having exceeded your target. Um, so, yeah, I like yeah. to aim low and um, overpromise, um, underpromise and overdeliver. Yeah. Um, as opposed to uh, Boris Johnson's approach to, to government. So amazing. Wow. Think you've changed my life, fix. <laughs> no fresh. Um, <laughs> well, there's, actually, it's one of the things I really love about the model is because it's it's so intuitive mm. that we we all have this this wisdom inside us. We all know this. Um, I think it just we're not. It's not pointed out to us. So for me, when it was, I was like, it's, it's, it's like taking whichever color pill it is in the matrix. You know, once you start <laughs> to see it, you're like, oh yeah, I, I can't unsee that now. Yeah. <laughs> quid it's been such a treat i um, hope everyone's got as much as i have from this uh final words final like nugget of advice for using oh. this work not to put pressure um or like if you remember if, if people should remember one thing what is it you'd want them to remember from this podcast awareness and choice like notice how you are with with the cycles you know pay attention to how you do things how you end things um and then then start to make a choice about it if it's not feeling right for you try something else awesome thanks so much fix Well, thanks again, Vix. Amazing episode. So much wisdom there. You can find out more about Vix at Instagram, Vix underscore Anderton and VixAnderton.com. Her decelerator starts on the 21st of March, 2022. And if you've missed that by the time you're listening to this, check out because she's always got so much wisdom and so many great offers on one-to-one coaching, all sorts of things coming up, short courses. If you've enjoyed this episode and you want to keep supporting Knowing When to Quit, then head over to our coffee page and buy us a coffee. That's all in the show notes. And I suppose a personal reflection, I wanted to acknowledge the own, my own winter that I have been in and the reason that there wasn't an episode last week. And for a few different reasons, I didn't get a podcast out last week. And that was a conscious decision to not go against the energy that I was feeling. And I could have pushed through and I could have forced myself to work at a time when it wasn't right and got an episode out. And it was a really wonderful moment with with Vix and with my editor, with my producer, Johnny, um, to actually all, all come together and say, yeah, we can wait a week. And what a wonderful, what a wonderful way of practicing this. It's not even knowing when to quit, but sometimes knowing when to pause and honoring those cyclical rhythms. So it feels really fitting that this episode was supposed to go out last week, but we, yeah, we had a mini winter and we paused. So yeah, I just wanted to share that because I think as we do this work, it comes out in our real life as well. Wishing you all a wonderful rest of the day. Holy, 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 holy.